Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. We've got limited time today. It's Vivek Ramaswamy running for president, Vivek2024.com. Great to see you. Great job the other night in the debate. How you doing? It's good to see you, Joe. How are you? You dominated. Dude, you were great. Now, going into it, I said this on my show, and the people watching and listening can vouch for me. I said, somebody's going to get Chris Christie mad, and Chris Christie's going to become who he really is. And Vivek, the the quote of the night has to be, and I think that it was drowned out a little bit by the audience, was, come over here and give me a hug like you did Obama. (laughs) Tell me something. Your fleet of of mind already, you and I have known each other a couple of years now. You never, ever have a problem with a a question or an answer. You're very quick. Did you go in knowing you were going to say that, or did that just pop out? No, not at all. It just popped up (laughs) in my head, actually, because he is is accusing me of being, like, inexperienced and an amateur like Obama. Right. Watching Chris Christie talk about Obama was a bit of a joke because he helped get Obama elected by giving him that famous hug. So I said, come on over and give me a hug, too. And, I just loved you know, it. These guys were attacking me. My, my entire goal was to be pretty lighthearted the whole time. I don't think that other candidates on that stage are all that relevant. So I didn't want to spend much of my time defenestrating them as much as focusing on the issues. But when they came for me, I had some fun with it. Well, I thought it was great. You, you had the, the audience was riled up. You came out, you said, that, uh, let's be honest, I'm the only guy up here who's not uh, uh, bought and paid for. I think I think Doug Burgum can have an argument. He's a billionaire. He's not bought and paid for either. But it was a great line because we saw so many uniparty people up there pushing more war, pushing abortion at some point, pushing this, uh, this continuation of what we're already seeing. And you were really the outlier on purpose. When you walked away from it, did you feel like you accomplished something? I think I did. I think I exposed what I think is the real debate we need to be having in the Republican Party. Let's be honest. Everybody in there is against transgender competitions and sports and against the modern woke agenda, which I've been exposing for the last three years. Right. I think the real question we need to have is where are we on standing up for American interests on the global stage? Do you want to fight foreign wars in places like Ukraine turning into the next Vietnam or Iraq? Or do you actually stand for American interests when you think about how to use American military resources? Are you actually willing to call out the truth that the climate change agenda is a hoax? Which, Joe, to my surprise, I was the only person on that stage who was even willing or able to say. Right. Or are you going to dance to the tune of these climate alarmists? Are right. you actually willing to say that even if we're running against Donald Trump, and I expect to be the nominee myself, that I will pardon him on day one for these politicized persecutions, for the January 6th protesters who were wrongfully arrested, at least those who were peaceful. Are you willing to say those things? Nobody else on that stage was. And that's what I'm pressing people in this race to do is, you know, I think without me on that stage, what this would be, Joe, is a bunch of people agreeing in a virtue signaling contest about the basic issues where everyone already agrees versus actually getting to the hard stuff where I think I was the only person on that stage who was able to take the principled position on the kinds of issues that we just talked about. Were, were you as surprised, Vivek, and it's Vivek2024.com, go and support his candidacy. Were you as surprised I was that Mike Pence was so animated? Mike Pence got some strange coaching that said, don't be Mike Pence, be somebody else. And he kept on going after you about yeah. your youth. It was weird. It was really shocking to me. I mean, the guy has been spending much of the last two years writing me, I'm not even kidding you, handwritten letters that are very personalized that I'll get in the mail from him, presumably assuming I was going to be a donor or something like this. And so I was pretty convinced there's no way this guy has it in him to actually, you know, get that animated. I have to tell you, though, I told him during one of the commercial breaks that I was actually proud of him. I said, I'm I'm proud of you, man. I didn't know you had that in you. Like I, I didn't give you that much credit, but I really meant it. But I think he didn't take it as kindly.
I know that I, I know you don't have a ton of time here, but I want to get through some issues. And again, you and I have, no, have known each other a long time. I'm not doing anything here to be a loaded question, but you have been attacked mercilessly. I want to start with the um, the attack from Karl Rove, who I think is a uniparty guy. He's a war party oh, yeah. guy. Suddenly, he's got an op-ed that you're just like the devil incarnate. You're just a, some some actor, some performance artist out there, and you're not to be taken seriously. Is he afraid of you? Is that what's going on? I think he's very afraid of me. If you look at the entire campaign cycle. Even the articles he's written throughout the campaign, he said that we hadn't qualified for the debates like two months before. I said, you know, my my campaign reached out and said, actually, we had crossed 40,000 unique donors long before anybody else had. And then he replied some lame response saying, well, I'm actually helping you guys because I'm setting your expectations low, which is just super lame because the guy kept doing it over and over again. The reality is I don't abide by the neocon modern vision. A guy like Karl Rove probably wants to invade Iraq all over again. He knows that as president, I'm not going to do it. And so anybody who defects from that orthodoxy is a threat to that way of thinking. The reality is I stand for American interests. Karl Rove stands for, I think, a small set of military industrial interests, like many of the candidates on that stage and many of the other candidates in this party. But I do think that this is useful. We get to have a debate about who we are, not just as Republicans, but as Americans. Do we want the Mike Pence, Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, Karl Rove wing to be the future of the Republican Party? Or do we want a future as I'm leading, as a member of a new generation, that puts the interests of American citizens first? That's a choice for our primary electorate. And you yeah. know what? If people know what we stand for and want to go the other way, that's, our, that's what the people get what they, what they vote for. But I think I'm the only candidate on that stage who offered an actual alternative, true America first choice. You, you've been accused of flip-flopping on Israel. Can you give me 30 seconds? What is your stance on Israel? My stance on Israel is I think our friendship with Israel will be stronger by the end of my first term than it ever has been because I will treat it as a true friendship, not a transactional client relationship. What that means is I'll lead to Abraham Accords 2.0, get Saudi Arabia and Oman and Qatar and Indonesia into that pact that the Trump administration got started, make sure Iran never becomes nuclear equipped. But frankly, Joe, I also want to learn from Israel. I would love border policies and tough on crime policies and a national identity and a missile defense system in this country like they have in Israel. And no, that's not talking like the standard politician breathing out the standard talking points you're supposed to say. But if you don't read the chapter and verse, they will purposefully misquote you. And that's exactly what they're doing now. I'm not going to let them get away with it. I speak with authenticity. I stand for America first. That's why I stand for Israel. But I do stand for America first, and I think that's the way I look at the world. And that's well, the I way think, I look I at think what you said, what you said was, you want your friend to stand at its own two feet, and you don't want us to be just sort of the financier. That's what I took away from it. Am I, I right? And I also favor zero-based budgeting in aid. It's, there's no reason that for any country, and I'm not, I'm not talking about Israel or any other country. All of our foreign aid should be zero-based budgeting. Start from scratch, and then ask what's necessary in okay. a bilateral relationship that's honest to meet the interests of our allies that advance American interests. And so I don't apologize for what I say. It turns out that that's gonna have us having a really strong relationship with Israel. But yes, I'm not reading chapter and verse from the binder that's handed over by the super PACs to Republican puppets. I'm an independent patriot who speaks the truth. A couple of last things with Vivek Ramaswamy. Go to Vivek2024.com. There's a hit piece out there um, about your pharmaceutical company. Is there an issue with the pharmaceutical company that voters need to know about? The allegation is that you somehow changed the name or something, made billions, didn't tell somebody something. Is there anything there, Vivek? Is this just Nonsense. I, I mean, like, utter nonsense. All of this is, is, by the way, people can look this up in the public domain, et cetera. I developed five medicines that are FDA approved. That's how I generated my wealth. Early on, 99% of 99.7% actually of drugs for Alzheimer's disease have failed. 
Mine was one of hundreds, if not thousands of drugs that have been developed for Alzheimer's disease that failed. Didn't make a dime off of that, but did make, you know what, good wealth for myself and for shareholders on the back of five successful drugs that are FDA approved, changing lives today. It's a $9 billion plus publicly traded company, close to $10 billion publicly traded company that I founded, built from scratch. And you know what? I think that one of the things I've learned in politics is that people have no compunction about literally making stuff up. It's, it's actually kind of shocking, Joe. But the good news is I think the fact that they're taking that much of an interest in trying to take me down is a good sign that we're making the right people feel threatened and that we are by speaking the truth. You are very smart in talking. And thank you for clearing that up because there's a, a long video attacking you on yeah, that. Yeah, I got to see that. I haven't seen that. But this is like the third time I got that question today. Yeah. It makes me. Well, there's somebody out there trying to, trying to take you out. So, again, they're afraid of you. Last question about former President Trump. You said by far the best president of the 21st century. He loved that. He's now talking about you. A lot of people are talking about a possible partnership. Have you talked to the guy? And if he, I know you want to be the president. You expect to be the nominee. I get it. If on, on the happenstance that you're not, would, would you mind being on a ticket with him? Is that something? in the future that you would look at? I'm not a plan B kind of guy, but here's okay. what I will say. And I have thought about this. I want him to be one of my most important and trusted advisors. And in that first year, probably my most important mentor. I want to pick up where he left off so that we don't have to reinvent the wheel, learn how to tackle that administrative state. And I expect he will be my most useful mentor in guiding me through that first year as our next president. Vivek Ramaswamy, Vivek 2024, I know you got to go. Great job on the debate. Keep on keeping on. And, and great numbers, man. You're soaring everywhere. Let's talk again soon, my friend. Great job. I appreciate it. Thank you, All man. right. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. I do have a little extra time here. We expected a little more time with Vivek, but he had a lot of things going on, so we only got about nine minutes with him, which is a good long interview. Don't don't get me wrong, but usually we go about 15, 17 minutes. So we've got time for a quick phone call here if you'd like. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. If you've got comments on what you just heard, and keep in mind there's a little bit of a delay, so you're going to have to jump on the phone very quickly because you're going to fill up very quickly. I went into the interview, and I never, ever have any notes for any interview. I just never do. I went into the interview knowing that Carl Rove had written the hit piece in the Wall Street Journal. wanted to make sure I hit that. I know that people have accused him of flip-flopping on Israel. I wanted him to make sure that he told us, where is he really on Israel? What does our relationship look like in Israel or with Israel uh, if there's a President Ramaswamy? wanted to make sure that I talked to him about the pharmaceutical stuff. I actually watched that video, and the guy is presenting a story where he's suggesting Vivek's company was playing games with some sort of a, a, um, a medication for Alzheimer's. And I wanted to make sure I hit that. Some of you are going to ask him about this. You're going to ask him about that. I'm getting a lot of emails from people and a lot of comments in our chat room, which is at JoePags.com. You click on watch now. Ask him if I'm going to ask him about these 10 different things. How does he feel about the Proud Boys? Would he, would he pardon the Proud Boys? And I'm here to tell you, I had nine minutes, and I asked him about a lot. I got a lot in there, because I think a lot of people would just let a candidate go and not ask him directly about some issues that have been become very hot issues for him. Carrie, okay, I wanted to talk to him about that video of him questioning Al Sharpton. Yeah. Have you seen that? No, I heard about it, but I, ha- I haven't seen it. Yeah, he's like some college student or something in like 2003 or four. 
And uh, he's questioning Al Sharpton about running for president and being so inexperienced. And people are saying, well, wait a second, Vivek, you're inexperienced. Right. And you're running for president. And I'm here to say Donald Trump proved that maybe America doesn't want an experienced politician. They want somebody who's an experienced winner. And that's what Vivek is. Now, in the time that we have remaining here, and again, I'll grab a call or two as they start coming in. There's a bit of a delay in what I say and when you hear it. So if there's time before we hit the top of the hour, I'll take you. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. But Carrie, in the meantime, there was a sentencing uh, of a Proud Boy guy um, because of January 6th. And I wonder if you won't give that, mm-hmm. uh, that to us before we get out of here. Yep, two actually from NPR. Two former leaders of the Proud Boys, Joseph Biggs and Zachary Rell, were sentenced to 17 years and 15 years, respectively, in prison for seditious conspiracy and other crimes committed during the riot more than two years ago. Biggs is a former military service member who helped lead efforts by the Proud Boys to take over the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, 2021. Rell, also a former military service member, was a leader of the Philadelphia Philadelphia chapter of the Proud Boys. Judge Timothy J. Kelly also sentenced Biggs to three years of supervised release and a ban on any interactions with organizations that advocate violence against the government. In a sentencing of Rell, Kelly said he, Biggs, and others participated in a national disgrace that contributed to the ruin of America's tradition of a peaceful transfer of power. The sentence is far below the the 33-year sentence for Biggs and the 30 years for Rell sought by prosecutors. Both penalties are also below the most severe sentence of 18 years given to Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes in his separate seditious conspiracy conviction for his actions during January the 6th. And the highest one here is 17 years? Yes. Let me throw this out there. Thank you, Carrie. Let me throw this out there to anybody who's watching and listening. There's no way on earth anybody should be facing 17 years or 18 years in prison over the riot on January 6th. It was not an insurrection. It was not sedition. I mean, I, I'm not really sure I understand. Other than to say there are convicted rapists that are being let out in no time compared to this. There are convicted murderers, manslaughter, who are getting out way before this. 17 and 18 years? Do I think they were wrong? Yes. I think the guys that are being convicted are, were wrong. I think that sounds to me like they've been rightly convicted. But you put them behind bars for 17 and 18 years, maybe months, maybe 17, 18 months. And then there's a name that's always going to continue to pop up in my brain. And that video is very clear in my brain as well of Ray Epps. Carrie, can you read the one about uh, the sentencing for Ray Epps? Mm, no. Well, why not? What's the problem? I don't have a story on the sentencing of Epps. Well, when is his next court date? I uh, don't think he has one. No court date? No. Wow. So Ray Epps, the only person we have on videotape several times telling people we're going to go in the Capitol. As the barricades are moved, he's there with his hand on somebody's back as they rush towards the Capitol. Ray Epps is dead to rights as one of the instigators, one of the inciters. That's inciters who went into the Capitol that day. And he's like riding around in Wyoming or something. I don't know. Riding around in Nebraska or something in his his trailer. I am confused as to why we're supposed to accept that because they've got a label of Oath Keepers or the label of Proud Boys, that they're going to go away for almost two decades while Ray Epps just enjoys his life. 
and 60 Minutes did some complicit freaking interview with him and painted him like he was a victim. I don't understand. It's truly confusing to me. So you've got you've got these convictions, which are, again, righteous convictions. They were found guilty by a jury of doing something bad on January 6th. They did not stop the peaceful transfer of power because it still happened. I don't want to hear about how they attempted to because it didn't happen. What they did, they literally and physically did, was vandalize and riot. Something that went without charges in, in the summer of love. Love. The summer of love in 2020. The summer of George Floyd. You could loot. You could riot. You could you could vandalize. And there was not going to be any punishment. In fact, if you were behind bars, Kamala Harris was helping to raise money to get you out. But these guys, because they're deemed to be on the right or Trump people, they're going to go away for almost 20 years. This is why the Department of Justice and the the judicial system in and of itself has to be revamped in this country. This is why we have to start from scratch. And listen, on his platform, I'm a Trump guy. I think Vivek even knows that. But what I love about Vivek's platform is he's getting rid of the DOJ. Just going to start from scratch. I think this is the smartest thing he can say because the everyday American is over it. The everyday American is over people not even getting a slap on the wrist. It's completely legal to late term or partial birth abort a child, a human being. But you're going to get sentenced to prison if you hold a sign out front of an abortion clinic saying, don't do it. This is how whacked out we are. If we don't fix our system of justice in this country, we're not going to be an, an exemplary country anymore. We're not going to be the shining beacon on the hill. We're not. In fact, it'll be over for the United States of America. We don't do something to turn the tide and do it soon. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Yes, that complete interview with Vivek Ramaswamy will be up on my socials tonight. Make sure you go check that out. We've got, uh, again, Rudy from yesterday, James Comer from yesterday. And go check out my short videos on YouTube and Instagram, Joe Talk Show. On TikTok, it's J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Back after this. This is the Joe Pegg Show.